You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. Smothering is your ex that you broke up with them for that reason. 
but it is not. It is as relevant today as it was then. It is not for God, it is for you. God is not, God is not your high maintenance, you or the person that you accuse of being high maintenance. It is for you. Tell the person next to you, say, it's for you. It is for you. It is why what I'm about to preach to you is why you can't get your life off the ground. It's why it stays messed up. It's why you can't sustain momentum in your life. It's why success escapes you. It's why success isn't what you thought it would be, even though you got it. Say it's for you. It's for you. Say this for you. Say, Lord, save me from myself. Name. Amen. As you're seated, tell everybody around you, say, it can't be about you. King, that's my title. October, I'm going to preach a bunch of messages on things that have helped me and grown me and continue to expand me as a person. When I've gotten away from them, I paid a heavy price and had to come back to these principles and they are gospel kingdom principles. King is a mindset. It is a way of life. It is, a, it is our way of life. Every one of us say it. Raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. I'll let you know say it. Every one of us. King. We want to be king. We want our way. We want our interpretation of what we desire. Everybody talks about narcissism while practicing narcissism. We want to be king. We want to be the center. And, and, and God set this principle thousands of years ago, and we have misinterpreted it, acting like it's for God's sake, it's for your sake, say it's for you. It's for you. Having no other gods before him is for you. God knows you better than you know yourself, and you can deceive yourself, but you can't fool him. You cannot fool him. God knows the battles that you can't handle, but bigger than that, he knows the blessings you can't handle. He knows... He knows that you can't handle a good man or a good woman. Hey, you can't even handle yourself yet. How in the world do you think good in a life where somebody else is going to fix that? They're just going to build uh, several lives with 10 different people and then you're going to get single for the last 20 years and miserable. God knows that. He wants to bless you, but you ain't ready yet. It's for you. So it's for you. You can't handle the promotion or the pressure that comes with it. You can't. If you want to, you think you can, and you push for it. And what happens is you have two options. You can either king you or king him. You can either be patient and wait on them, or you can be forcing things that are there, are for you, or are for you yet. But, but, but in Exodus, near the beginning, God says, you can't put anything ahead of me. You've got to take it off the throne of your heart and put me back on it. That is the only way to fix the things that are not being fixed and will never be fixed without him. Say, it's for you. These plans, these are the ones I would thank you on. I'm going to skip something here. You want to see something real funny about February 7, 2021, when I ordained Connor, Tara, and Jason, and my parents, and I wore a swarm of everything, but I love y'all, so I try to dress up with some dark jeans. It's a definite dark jeans. I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear. Say it's for you. It's for you. It's for you. I'm going to try. Hey, baby, I need like you to say baby if they like some cold young deal, because I ain't trying to do that too bad. I'll never wear these shoes again until next week. Oh, jeez. You get disappointed and destroyed in your life because you're 
just want to do it your way. And I'm going to tell you something. God will let you weigh yourself out. Oh, man, he will let you weigh yourself out. Say, I'm ready to be changed and to be challenged by God's word. Israel wanted a king. They got tired of having to have a God that they couldn't see and that they couldn't sum up and that they had to have faith in when they had nothing. And so they wanted a king. And so they tell Samuel in 1 Samuel 8, they say, Lord of, they say, Lord of, Lord, they go, excuse me, I can't see that I wrote all of Look, that's my notes, that's my scribble. Look, I thought, say, I know it ain't Lord, because they ain't talking to you. Look, they told him, you are now old and your sons are not like you. Your sons ain't going to take us over, they ain't got no character, they're not as bad as we are, they didn't say that, but that's what it was. Give us a key to judge us. Like all the other nations have. You know what everybody else got, don't you? You want a spouse like your best friend's got that loves you like your best friend. Look, like they like the spouse loves your best friend. You want the house they got. You want the, you want the athletic ability of somebody else's kid or you youngsters. You want to you want to be able to play ball like them. Give us a team like everybody else. Samuel was displeased with their request. And when Samuel went to the Lord for guidance. We don't do that. Samuel was disappointed. Samuel was struggling. Where did he go to? Not social media, not a man, not a woman, not more money and more success, not control, not protection. He went to the Lord for guidance. He didn't go to somebody to tell him that he was good enough to tell him, you're so awesome. He went to the Lord. I'm telling you, right there, if you want to start putting that on the phone in your life and actually your life get put back together, maybe start going to him instead of everything else and substance and, and drugs and well, try going to him. It takes a it takes a minute, but it's what works. God tells so them to do everything they say to you, don't you reply. Let them have it. Let them have it, kid. Let them have it. Do everything they say. Let them have it. Because God loves you enough to let you have it. He ain't got sin and enablement far, but I tell you one thing, he will let you break your heart. His heart is breaking, he will let you break it. But they are rejecting me, not you. Don't take it personal, Samuel. They're projecting on you, but the problem is with me. When people hurt you, when they project on you, when they won't let you, when they won't let you outlive what you did to them, when they're constantly trying to burn you to the ground, when your parents aren't what your parents are supposed to be, when you aren't what you're supposed to be, people hurt, hurting people hurt people. When they hurt you, when they hurt you, or when you hurt them, it is not their problem, it is a God problem. Trust me, Jesus. I don't care if they're with people that hurt you for years. You, have, you don't have good judgment, you end up going to somebody else just like them. Because it's not a people problem, it's a God problem. He says, no, don't get your feelings hurt. Don't be open and sensitive, Samuel. It's a problem with me. I can handle it. You can, so don't. They don't want me to be their king any longer. Ever since I brought them out of Egypt, they can slavery. Ever since I did what I did for them, they continually abandoned me and followed other gods. All of us have other gods. You don't have to be a statue. You just got better in the sky than the last several thousand years. Big houses, big cars. You don't get anything to anybody else out of your family. You, you think that's good. But well, that's my kingdom. God's will, not everyone. 
they are giving you the same treatment, same yoga. They say it's even same treatment. Do as they have. But solemnly warn them. That's what I need to know. It's your bulletin for all of our new family. I haven't said a lot. There we go. So I hope you'll take notes too. I just want to get you started. So I need to just to get your conversation started with you about doing that as a solemnly warn them that the way about the way the king will reign over them. And thus, this starts. And there it is in the Old Testament of the kings. And there was a lot of bad kings, there were some good kings, but there were no bad kings. And he said, Warn them. Tell them what it's going to be. Don't hold back. Tell them it ain't going to end well, it ain't going to go well, it ain't going to be what they thought it was. They let them know. Let them know. And he would do that to every one of them. Let them have it. They wanted the king that they could see, that they could size up, sum up, that they could predict and persuade. Yeah. 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 Because God always come through for me. They couldn't see him. Sometimes they couldn't even sense him, but he always came through. Not the way they wanted, but he came through. We want a king that we can see, Samuel, that we got they saw an opportune time just like we do. We see opportune times to actually start disconnecting from things that God wants to connect us with. We see opportune times to make excuses out of uncomfortable decisions that God has called us into, and we end up stopping ourselves and getting siblings in the life. And I'm going to tell you, God said, let them have it. I will let you, Samuel, let them have it. Let them have their king. Let them wear themselves out. Let them have it. So you want Jesus. Nothing's changed. That's my big thing. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. That's why the scriptures, the scripture again will speak to your story if you want to see it for how it really applies to it. Let them have their king. I want Jesus. Okay, you want Jesus. You've been raising your hands, worshiping in church for your whole life, but you also want nice things. You want a husband who you're his whole world. He will forsake all. He can make bad decisions if you say so. You want a wife that you're you're her man shining on that super ego, her king, her God. Sorry, something you know. I maybe I'm just getting high here, but you want it. You love Jesus, you want instant gratification. You want your you want the promotion now. You want the right person now. You want the financial provision now. And if you don't get it now, you're going to get pissed off just like they did. You're going to say, I want a thing I can see. God showed me something. You remember Jesus told the, uh, told the, uh, when he was teaching, he said, man, Greeks want power and control. Israel wants miracles. They want to see it. Nothing has changed several thousand years later from this passage when Jesus came along. Nothing has changed in our hearts either. We want control or we want proof. I want it now, God says, let them have it. Let them have it, son. I ain't fighting that stuff. I don't force them. Let them have it then. Let them have those degrees so that he will be able to see that, that it won't make them feel more intelligent. Oh, yeah. It'll be an expensive piece of paper that has some benefits, but that ain't one. Let them plant and pastor a church that it explodes. And let him see that the respect of other people will not give him self-respect. And then it will implode, and he will be God. I will give him grace so that he can actually put me back on the throne and not success. But you 
because they may feel pretty, but they ain't pretty when it comes from that place. Let them have it. Let them have it. Let them have it. Have it. He will let you. He will let you keep it in a pool of yourself because you're that simple. Oh, let you. He'll let you raise a firm bridge into relationships. He'll let you move in your influence with people because he will let you have the He will let you keep on your credit card until you never want to pay they will let you keep repeating bad relationships and, and heartbreaking breakups because you will never rebound and heal. He will let you keep trying to fix your spouse because your husband or wife is a little project and that is your outlet, that is your God. Because if you can fix them, you can actually feel valuable. So you stay in a bad relationship for 40 years and even if you win, you lose. Because you don't need to work for somebody else anymore. God does God everything for the gift from him above. But you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to be king, and God thinks you have it. Whether the marriage ends terribly, whether the lie is no lies of addiction, He will let you have your king. He will let you have it. He will let you have it. He will let you keep drinking and telling everybody else in yourself that you are not an alcoholic. That you are an alcoholic, and He will let you have it. He will let you keep hiding your addiction from your family and the people you love. Eventually, all darkness comes to light. Not to embarrass you, but to expose things. So we like we like we like preaching from a place that he wants to embarrass us and humiliate us because we have our own kings and we want to hide from ours and expose everybody else's. He will let you have it. He will let you have your kings. Man, he will let you keep overworking, declaring, "I'm doing it for my kids." Come on, man. Yes, but he'll let you have it. You do it because you want to prove something. You do it because success matters more. You love your kids, but don't you act like you work 80 hours a week and don't ever come home to put in the bed because it's for them and ain't for them. And there may be some things that you ain't making enough money, you need to actually touch your budget and sell the house that you should have never bought and sell the car and not downsize. Because I'm going to tell you, it ain't for you and it ain't going to matter much when you accidentally know your kids. But you know what you He will let you have it. He will let you have it. He'll let you have it. He loves you. That's why I let you have it. He will let you wear yourself out. Angie and Charlotte. So Angie works here with me. I'm such a blessing to have her here. We had to make some major cutbacks and stuff. And of course, we sold the house. And it's been a beautiful thing. And she's been working for me for a year. And it's a blessing getting to her. She takes care of my granddaughter, Charlotte. So they call her. Connor works here as an associate, and then Alex works for you. And when Charlotte's not getting to the plane, she doesn't have her absolute pants at all. And here's the thing Charlotte has Connor's pipes, and Alex likes to dance. And so what happens is, if Angie's done this before, I'm just all baby years, uh, I don't know, because I used to agree that now I'm like, ah! I got to move it. And spring and spring and spring. 
But the team, this ain't it, number one, for where I come now. It's too late. This ain't it. I gotta let her wear herself out enough to go to sleep with her all. Hey, girls got some pipes and some attitude. You know, Connor, Connor, Connor ain't very loud. Allie is, and she and Charlie's got the pipes. There's times, there's times I come in there and like that. I come in like, hey, like, you sure I need to go get her? No. <laughs> she needs to rest longer. She needs to sleep. She needs to sleep. And Charlotte is screaming. And even though she can't say it, Gwen, you better get me out of this crib right now. I want five more bread bumps to give me an apple and a banana and follow me around like you've been your thing. I want that. No. The rest of them are So, perhaps she had lost her voice like I do on Mondays. But here's the thing is adults are a lot more recognized than we get older and we find different ways to do it that are a lot more destructive than many of And so, what happens is, as we get older and God still is that He's going to let you wear yourself out because sometimes it takes exhausting every option and every he will let you. He will. Sometimes you have to be so exhausted and so tired and so empty to be able to actually sit down and shut up. Be still and receive from him. Sometimes it takes. Sometimes it even takes a losing gifts in your spouse and your job and your health. But the reason that God will allow and do it in your life is the same reason He's doing it. That's why He does it. Sometimes you don't need to set my way up. That's why if I can punish you, I'm going to be mad at you because it's time He's trying to let you wear yourself out because it's not for Him to do it. It's for Him to let you wear yourself out. You are reckless. It's not that you make bad decisions, it's that you don't even have to make good ones. You're all over the place. And good old church people learn how to dress it up like they're stepping in faith when you're cheating with all You're not making steps of faith, you're making steps of emotions, and you just wrap a real bottle of us around it to make it seem pretty. But what you do is you want your king. You want your king.
I'm not preaching. I wouldn't preach it five days. I've been out here preaching five days. And I've been like, I've been installed, installed gifts in my heart. I've been wounded and insecure, so I've been guilty and good about it. It's all. But somebody said, it's for you. King Saul, um, King Saul and his king, he's got these kinds of things that are, he's lost himself. And King David actually kills Goliath. You know that story? If you have your children, you know, kills a giant. Uh, David's a hero. He saved the nation of Israel from being taken over by the Philistines. But the fact that there's men who know anything other than just the Roman history books. He's a hero. Everybody's praising him. Saul doesn't like it. Saul can't stand it. And he shows his insecurities, he shows his heart. This is what they were singing. It says, This was their song. Israel sang this. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. This made Saul very angry. What is this? He said, Very angry. I'm a king! See, I have one. I'm telling you, I gotta get him while I get him because it's getting more relevant, by the way. How about today? See, I am here. It's getting more relevant. I gotta take him while I get Saul was very angry. What's this? He said, they said it maybe with 10,000, 10,000, and he was only a thousand. Next, they're going to make you king. Skepticism and negativity has taken over your whole life. Not just the bad parts, you're going into the blessings because you're so pessimistic because life hits you and people hit you and you're just like, so I'm going to go get this bad business. My husband and wife, they didn't even see me or pay me attention. My kids, I need them to pay attention to my kids. They're going to come to my kids. The coach wants to take them out right here. They're going to take them out. They're going to do this. You begin to speak and prophesy negative over your life and wonder why it never is always disappointing. What you say is disappointing. You just let it ruin our lives. Constant bickering. They're going to make you think. Every Sunday, you talk like Jesus is the king, and a lot of people can say it and say it a lot, and they're going to get a lot of 
Because sometimes you can do everything right and it still go all wrong. Sometimes you can do everything right and they still walk away and leave you in the marriage that's amazing. Sometimes you lose friends that you did everything right and you still went sideways. And you ain't, and I'm telling you, you're going to get some fears too. Check this out. Verse 19 it says, But one day when Saul was sitting at home, with spirit in his hand, a tormented spirit from the Lord. This is still not the enemy. This is God trying his best to penetrate his heart and open him up and changing you from the church palace. You don't feel nothing because you have closed your heart off. And God is trying his best to let you have your thing and let it break you enough to come to the altar and begin to sing it over. Spirit, you pull it out and you throw it back. 
David, a trained soldier, highly trained. The king was a warrior. He took off running because he knew, I can't kill the king, and even if I fight the king, I'm going to be an attempted murderer. Saul tried to set him up, and I'm going to tell you, he ran because he understood to be led by the Spirit, I can't be king. I can't return by I'm telling y'all, nothing has changed. You hate them because they didn't hire you or they fired you. You hate them because they didn't want to date you or they didn't want to date you anymore. You, you, you try to burn your ex to the ground and you expect your kids to respect you. And I'm going to tell you, give them time to begin to have some good judgment and you will pay a heavy price. I don't care why he left you. I don't care why she left you. That's their parents, and they are going to receive you for it. Even though they left you, you left them wounded. You know why? Because our natural inclination inclination is to fight back. Come on, man. With looking, that's what we do. We fight back. We are taught to fight back. We respond. You hate people that challenge you. You won't let anybody challenge you because you're from my spirit. Maybe you're supposed to say something. You're supposed to say something. I need mean, I mean, some volume, maybe. She's like, no, that's you. Yeah, that's your relationship. That's your relationship. We are spirits. We can be that spirit. That's the reason we're supposed to leave. Nobody respects you. I'm telling you. You think you. Nobody respects you for what you're doing. They will hate you because they're scared of you because they don't want to be crossed by you. They will not call you when they actually need something that matters. They will not come by you because they know what happens when they get you They'll come to somebody that don't like that just because they can hurt you. We don't realize how many things we're sabotaged by this person, this fear, not knowing this fear. Are you waiting? Are you waiting and saying, God, I'm waiting? I'm trying to rest. I'm trying to be still. I'm trying to actually get some perspective instead of just let my emotions cause me to make full of myself. Do you sit down and shut up and begin to be? Do you begin to even the criticism that's unfair in your life? Do you begin to look at it? Because I'm going to tell you, I've heard a book, a book years ago by Lord McDonald. He said this, and he's trying my best to go to He said, The place for the kernel is for you to be don't you think I haven't done it in my ministry? And some things that are ridiculous, I still take a look at my heart because I want to learn to grow. I don't want to be a spirit of the because it cost Saul his life and kingdom. And God says for you, says for you. Hey, you got hurt. I know there's some people that got some legitimate hurt. You got hurt. You got hurt. It was bad. You want justice. The Bible talks about justice. Sure. Justice, justice to God. The Bible says He is our vindicator. 
Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.